season of mountain top word. <laughs> the spirit says, and no more valley of iniquity. <laughs> it's incredible how the, the seer anointing is so much stronger in the last 24 hours. What a clarity. What an anointing. Jesus. Thank you, Father, for a reverence for the Word of God tonight. The cloud is going to descend like white fire and devour you as the living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Anyone who brings their heart to God tonight, <laughs> I can see the glory, the Shekinah of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on the mountain of the Lord right now descending <laughs> and consuming human beings that desire God that want the truth that want to live for Jesus that want to live for heaven oh hallelujah This is the time in the, the intro part here with the white screen of life and the background music of glory where you cast your cares. All the cares of the day, all the cares of tomorrow, all the cares of the past, all the issues of life, everything that chokes out the seed of the Word of God. The introduction or the the beginning is the time to give it all to the Holy Ghost and His angels attending to you who want to be the sacrifice to God the Father tonight. <laughs> so it ain't about your senses it's about God the Father's we live for the senses of the Father how he sees how he hears how he smells how he tastes and how he feels. 
living for anything else is idolatry. Amen? How you smell, how you taste, how you feel, how you think, how you hear, and how you see don't matter. It's about how God feels and sees through your sacrificed senses. The Bible says that no one can serve God unless their senses are partially exercised. <clears throat> Hebrews says, fully exercised senses. That's the normal standard of a normal priest, which means serving God. Remember the priesthood? You're in it. It's called serving God. And as you serve God, you stop serving yourself. You know what that's called? Breakthrough. Breakthrough unto breakthrough. As your eyes come off of you, your thoughts come off of self, and all the selfishness of the beast, all the selfishness of life, all the selfishness of religion, all the selfishness of lust, all of it burns as you grow in the priesthood. The priesthood in serving God the Father's senses. Now Jesus Christ said, I have made you priests unto my God, it is written. I have made you a priesthood unto my God, says Jesus Christ in the red letters. Which means, born again Christianity is about serving God the Father as a priest. All this other stuff is just hype, it's just junk, it's just, it's gonna burn, it's not eternal, it's man-made religion, man-made Christianity man-made traditions, man-made theologies, man-made doctrines. It has no future, and it's killing you in the present, but you still hold on to it because you need a, a demonstration of power to believe. You need to be taught better, more accurately, the ways of New Covenant Levi, the priest. <coughs> Truth and hell. Pretty wild. I really care that you guys learn to serve the senses of the Father. I really want to help you become successful in your priesthood unto the God of Jesus. And that's what he called his Father. Unto my God. I will make them pillars in the temple of my God. Let the God of Jesus Christ be served in this place. Let the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have his senses pleased by our new covenant priesthood. Woo! Isn't that wild? Greater than Zadok. Greater than Levi. Greater than the pinnacle of Aaron. Greater than the pinnacle of the Old Testament. Greater than the priest could no longer minister by reason of 
the glory cloud. Now that's in Exodus 29:43. There I will meet with the Israelites, and the tent of meeting shall be sanctified by my glory. And in the Amplified Classic, what is my glory? The Shekinah, God's dwelling presence. Where is this God? Where is Jesus, this God we serve in Christianity? The Bible tells you he's only in the Shekinah glory. <laughs> and the Shekinah glory will be seen by a people that become a mature priesthood. Woo, we haven't had it before. William Seymour tapped into it for a couple years, about a hundred years ago. Only a couple years. The physical manifest Shekinah and working in the Shekinah, serving the Father in his senses. When you learn to please the senses of the Father, you stop caring about your own senses. That's the conquering and overcoming of death. Understand that? You know what Adam and Eve were? Priests. Why? Because they ministered to God. They blessed God's soul. They blessed God's spirit. They blessed God's holy name. They pleasured and pleased God like Enoch, who got back into the Garden of Eden. What did Enoch do? Become a perfect priest. Truth and yeah. That's all you need in life to be successful. All the other stuff is just secondary. Marketplace, secondary. Priesthood, primary. You cannot be successful in the lower until you're successful in the upper, which is the realm within. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom realm above is within you, red letters. Which means until you're successful as a ministering spirit sent from God to serve God, you know where we get off? This is what the Spirit wants to say to you tonight. Serving men and women. That's why Christianity is so far off. It's the serving of men and women instead of the serving of God. Where do you see Levi, Aaron in the Old Testament as a priesthood serving man? You understand that's blasphemy? That's complete blasphemy. But we call that blasphemy today Christianity. A Christianity that serves men and women is paganism. It's actually the occult. It's iniquity. But it's the main thing down here, and so when you don't do it, they say, oh, you're mean, you're harsh, you're, you're terrible, you're, you don't love, you don't love, you don't love. That's how far backslidden American Christianity is right now. I can call it Christianity because it's the practice of the curse of the fall, which is serving men and women more than God. Now that's so common around here, it should make you shudder. It's so common in the USA, you should shake when you hear that. Because it's so far removed from the design of the scripture, and it's so common in our Christian churches. And I'm not frustrated about it. I'm telling you the truth so we can cleanse it. Because a priest's job, and as you grow as a priest, is to what? Clean everything. Clean and unclean. 
Clean, clean, clean. If it's unclean, you make it clean. Clean and unclean. Priesthood, priesthood, priesthood. New covenant through the blood, the water of Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit and His Holy Word. It's to make everything clean. And if you're not making it clean, you're not a new covenant priest. If it's unclean, defiled. If it's profane of temporal value only, you bring it into the eternal and you test it in fire. And if it burns, it's unclean. If it stays in silver, gold, and gemstone, which is valuable to your Father in heaven, then it has value. Come on now. Then it is wise. Then it is profitable for teaching, instruction, and training in righteousness. But if it dies in the fire as wood, hay, and stubble, and does not pass the eternal test, then it is temporal, profane, and of no eternal value, and it is rubbish, garbage, unclean, iniquity, transgression, and ministry that is only sin. We're so far gone down here, and I can say it because it's truth, and I really, 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 really care, that most of what you've experienced thus far as Christianity is actually sin. It's not God. It's not something to be reverential and in fear of. It's not something to be in awe of. It's something to destroy in fire. The Bible says test everything in fire because God is fire and God tests everything in fire and nothing can come to God except through fire. All scriptures in the Bible. When you bring the fire of the Shekinah glory and test everything down here, will your systems burn? Will your business burn? Will your relationships burn? If it's tested in fire, true gold right now, you're only going to have increase when the Shekinah comes, and it's coming. The remnant of the remnant of the remnant is going to bring the Shekinah, whether you're ready or not. Here it comes. It's going to come like the judgment of the glory of God, like the floods of the days of Noah and all of its water from above and water from below. The Shekinah is the flood, and the Shekinah is the fire that burned in the bush. Which means, for one, it's heaven. To the other, it's literally hell. You understand that? You know that scripture? Second Corinthians chapter 2, it is written, the fragrance of life to the living and the fragrance of death to the dying. That's what the Bible says. The Shekinah is the fragrance of death to the dying. The Shekinah is the judgment of the Satans of the Cain's goats and tares and their offspring which is all evil spirits and demons in the whole earth they ain't gonna be here much longer final judgment with the Shekinah by a people that learn to minister to the father's senses and get out of their own senses you know what's wrong with people they care about themselves more than God you cannot serve God unless God is more valuable than yourself. That's entry-level salvation. Entry-level salvation is that the Father is worth more than you. You People get offended by that. Oh, no, I'm worth more. You have unbelief. I mean, I'm telling you now, that level of idolatry don't go to heaven. <laughs> you say this stuff and you can just feel them tremble out there. Be like, oh, that's what I've always done. I know that's what you've always done. 
repent and value the Father more than yourself. This is how the Shekinah will materialize in you when you value God more than you, your Creator more than the creation. They choose to bear the image of creatures instead of the Creator because the Creator is more valuable than the creatures, but the Creator deserves reverence. He's a holy God. He doesn't change his ways just to come down to where you at, where you're at, acting like a clown, acting like a goofball with all your made-up Christianity, your ideas about God. None of that changes who he is. Your culture, your experiences, your past, your present, your future, your cliques, your social class, your educational class, your economic class, your race, your your gender, none of that matters to who God is. All that matters is God is unchangeable, and as you approach Him and learn to serve Him, you change. You change from glory to glory. You change from form to form. You change from shadow to shadow, yes, shadow to shadow, because you'll have less of a shadow as you approach His light. Father of lights, in whom there is no darkness at all. Where's all the darkness? In men and women. Ouch. Truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. All the darkness is inside temples. Human bodies. Not my opinion. Scripture. Isaiah. Darkness on the land. Deep, deep darkness on the people. Is what the Bible says. We need to face the darkness in our people in our hearts, in our minds. We need to get vulnerable with the cross to deal with us in the places we're hiding because of sin or memories. Or, I'm not perfect there and don't bring that in. His light is your healing. His light is your perfection. This perfectionist stuff in the animal, like cleaning up the animal and presenting an animal to God, is nonsense. It's actually just misunderstanding. It's unrighteousness. The animal ain't going to be clean. You know what's clean? Jesus is clean. As priests of the new covenant, we use the perfect blood of Jesus, the perfect spirit of Jesus, and the perfect living water of Jesus to make everything clean. There ain't anything else here in this world to use as a priest to make things clean. You can search for it for a hundred million light years in all directions. You're never going to find it. The only thing clean here is the blood of Jesus, the words of God, the spirit of Jesus, and the living water of Jesus Christ. Truth anyhow. And as priests, you learn how to use what Jesus gave you. It's written in 1 John. He's giving you the word. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. First John said, then you have three things on earth that are in agreement that you use to stay clean, to stay washed, to stay white in your garments, to stay innocent as doves and wise as serpents. It is written to keep the ministry of the new covenant clear, crystal clear and sparkling in the water, in the blood, and in the spirit of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Messiah. Amen. Now, how much blood? Woo! Floods. 
How much spirit? Woo! Floods. How much water? Woo! Floods. Natural water? No. The natural water, the rivers, the oceans, the lakes, the seas, they get clean. The clouds full of rain, they get clean. Natural water will be purified by the living water. The living water is more like lightning. Think liquid lightning. Truth in you. When I was born again, I was born again of what? Spirit and water, like every other regular regular Christian. John chapter 3, Nicodemus, you must be born of the spirit and the water from above. I was and you were. Now, the experience in that living water, for me, I experienced it intensely as liquid lightning. Now, my first day of conver conversion, October 15, 1999, it felt like 15,000 watts of electricity, more like 20,000, but I don't like to exaggerate, 15,000. You know how people are, like, numbers, the brain gets attached to stuff. 20 million gigawatts. Can you exaggerate God's nature? Can you exaggerate who the Father is and boasting in God the Father? 20 trillion, kajillion, bajillion, million Googleplex of the energy of the liquid lightnings of the Father. I'm sure it wasn't that much, but I need you to understand that God has infinite amounts of power, infinite amounts of liquid lightning, and never runs out. <laughs> God is our fusion power, it already exists. God was is uncreated, no one created him. You are created, and you're getting out of all the corruption of creation and repenting and returning to God to experience that power. A lot of people's conversion wasn't very powerful. But if your conversion was extremely powerful, that's the standard of you understanding the living water that you are born again in. Liquid lightning is the standard of those born in Zion. Born on the Father's throne, born inside the Father's throne, born inside the person of God the Father, and then manifest down here in the lower world. When you're born from above, you're below world changed. I was instantly healed from diseases. Instant. My above world so transformed the day I was born again, the diseases instantly were cured in my body. I was brain damaged and brain dead from so much drugs. I instantly got my mind back and was able to go back to high school and graduate and I got a 4.0 my last semester. He healed my brain down on earth so that I could read and memorize. Remember, I couldn't read. I couldn't read one sentence when I was 18 years old. I was that far gone in drugs and darkness. Could not even read anymore. My brain was so gone from drugs that I couldn't finish one sentence. When I got born again, Everything became white light. I felt like I was levitating for six months. And I literally felt as light as a feather. Not everyone has such a dramatic experience because not everyone needs such a dramatic forgiveness of so much darkness to the point where they can't even read a sentence. That's why God showed up like that to me. Because I was practically dead. So he needed that much light to resuscitate me from death. 
and he gave it to me and i know he'll give it to you he'll give it to anyone who's serious about serving him who's getting over themselves why do some people have so much glory because they have so much servitude to god that's the only reason the only reason why william seymour led the azusa street revival in the shekinah for 10 years from 1906 to 1916 in los angeles california in the physical manifest shekinah glory he'd take the shekinah like this like a snow cone and paint body parts on is because william seymour didn't have guile in him there wasn't an agenda to build a big multi-million dollar ministry to make money like a hireling like you see on every street corner in the USA. Like everyone that comes around the things of God, to them it's dollar figures. How can I profit from this? You're never going to have the Shekinah. You're probably going to go to hell. Selah. You realize how common that is in our society? that people are self-servient with the things of the glory realm oh my god let that put the fear of god in some of you people using the highest holy of holies things of the father for themselves do you realize that's as close to lucifer and the principality class fallen angels that you can get they were covering cherubim of glory and they used everything of that dimension that they knew about god for what themselves does that sound like modern day christianity isn't that mainly what you guys have seen on the internet thus far isn't that mainly what you've seen in christianity thus far that's the main thing out there in earthly christianity right now i need everybody's intentions tested in fire this shekinah is going to test you what are the motivations for your heart towards god is it for you to have a blessed family a successful business you're a whore of babylon I'm not going to raise my voice. It's the truth anyhow. You are a prostitute of Babylon. You have prostituted everything of the new covenant for selfishness. You're the most evil people who have ever lived in the history of time. Truth anyhow. The end times is the climax of the ages where there's the most things of God revealed and they use them not to serve the Father's senses. That's so fringe nowadays. You get persecuted in the USA if you use the things of God literally to only please the Father's senses. They will attack you like you can't imagine. The, the persecution Red Letter Ministries has experienced in the USA for the last 17 years is beyond your current state of imagination. And you think that, oh man, there's, it's okay to practice faith in this country. It's okay to practice Christianity around here. There's a church on every block. Lots of forms of charismatic manifestations. Do you even have a clue what's going on out here? How much iniquity is out here? How much of the things of God have been prostituted to the point the prophet of God told you that all Christianity would become the house of all demons... 
all evil spirits and all fallen angels, which are all different, by the way, in the above realm and the below realm, that they'd have an above realm of whoredom, seven-headed beast, whore of Babylon. They'd have a below realm of whoredom, which is the hirelings, the churches, the Christianity, the denominations, the board of directors, their organizations, their strategies, their marketing, all the human Christianity below, and all the fallen angels over human Christianity above, which is the whole kingdom of hell inside Christianity, not my opinion, Apostle John, Book of Revelation, she has become the house of every unclean spirit, foul, detestable bird, which is the above dimension, the fallen angels, the higher class, ranking principality, power, throne dimension, of heavenly places of spiritual wickedness, Ephesians chapter 6, it is written, and the below dimension, which is all appearance of good, the appearance of perfect charismatic Christianity, below. And that's exactly what Satan's kingdom is. Most of you are still partially in it, some of you entirely in it, and you're in denial. I tell you what, I will quote Apostle John directly from Scripture into your spirit so that my hands are clean of your souls. Come out of her, my people. Now, if you're not his people, you'll never listen to God anyway because only his sheep hear his voice and obey. But if you are a born-again God lover, a born-again God servant, what did Jesus come in? as a servant, a servant king, greatest in the kingdom, servant of all God. We want to say, oh man, well that's prostitution, all God. You serve God, God will come through your temple, God's will be done around you all the time. If you add your own ideas to what it's supposed to look like in doing good works, you are a member of not God's body, but Satan's. Satan's body is the perfect appearance of Christianity in these days. The Antichrist comes in the guise of Christ or Christianity. First John, Apostle John, it is written. Come on now. So perfection down below, oftentimes because of a lack of understanding, the heavenlies, is all the fallen angels up above. How do you know? I've tested it a million times. They come around, they look like perfect charismatic Christians, they look like glory stream, they look like they've been trained by Bob Jones and Bobby Connor for 20 years and they're super prophetic. Oh, they're like the advanced squadron of the prophetics of the Kansas City prophets. They've had training for 20 years, dreams and visions. Oh my gosh. And then you test them once. I have to test them. The Bible says test every person. For not everyone is sent from God. So you obey the Bible, you test them, which means a little discipline, a little correction. You're not perfect. There'll be areas where you need correction and perfection. Everyone does that towards me every day. And I just take it, you know. Some of it's human, some of it's divine. Both of it will grow you in wisdom if you're a real priest. <laughs> some of it just goes up in flames because it's just totally hogwash. Other is God speaking through children, through donkeys. Sometimes you'll speak through just animals, through unbelievers. Don't have to be perfect to be used of God. God is sovereign over all the heavens and all the earth, the Bible says, so He can breathe through anything, anywhere. 
He might come right through the person you hate the most, that's the most diabolical sinner in your life, just to show you his sovereignty. Not justifying their sin, they're wicked, they're going to hell, but he'll show you he's sovereign. I have seen the Shekinah come out of alcoholics while they're drunk on alcohol in bars and a, just a steam stack of Shekinah billowing out of an unbeliever through their whole body to the point where a worker in this facility came over and said this is a non-smoking zone the physical Shekinah appeared through sinners why demonstration of sovereignty I God has created the heavens and the earth the Bible says he can do anything he wants he's not limited to your Christian belief systems God can break you every direction and show you his sovereignty everywhere he needs to you need to because it's only in understanding God's power God's sovereignty and his servanthood your servanthood of God is God gonna serve you yes at times the Holy Spirit will send angels to help you big time as you grow as a priest all the inheritance of Jesus Christ is shared with you. Which you know if you read the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the angels came and attended to him after he was tested by Satan. So if you are serving God the Father in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ the Messiah, you will guaranteed have angels help you and serve you all the time. As long as your whole focus is in pleasing the senses, which is the soul, and the mind, the mastermind of heaven, God the Father, there will be no restrictions to what heaven will do for you. But if there's selfishness in you, huge restrictions of what heaven will do for you, because God is not going to serve hell or the fallen angels. And that's where we just get so off when we get into selfishness, oh, God gave me this husband, God gave me this wife, and it's me, 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 I, 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 my promises, me, all this stuff, my business, my ministry, all me, me, my, 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 and you're gone, man. You are not serving God. The Father is no longer important to you. You're your own Father. You're your own God. It's all about you all the time. It's like tiptoeing around you for your belief systems. You're walking in the I am's of Satan of Isaiah 14 which is very common amongst Christians when they're young in the Lord because it's all about them. Just like when you're a little baby, that's why I call them little crybabies, because it's all about little crybabies. And we don't want to apply that to adults, but it's the truth in our Christian walk as well. Why are we like little crybabies after we're born again? Because our Christianity is all about me. I can't stop thinking about myself and looking at myself, judging myself, and assessing myself and all these things are all selfish because we are deceived up the kazoo and all that deception burns away as you serve the one who has zero deceit in him zero deception in him his name is god the father there is no darkness in him at all as you serve his light your truth is the light. Your word is light. The entrance of the word of God increases the light of the Father's glory, the Shekinah. And as the Father is served, guess what? You're not. You know what that makes you? Priests. 
No, people come around and be like, I'm serving. No, you have never served me. If you've ever done something for me instead of God in me, you don't have any rewards for it because you're working in the curse by the sweat of your brow. And your rewards are from men, which is called the curse. Now, if you're serving the glory inside brothers and sisters, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, it is written, then you're serving the glory. Because the glory, the cloud, the Shekinah, only dwells in the temple, in the part of you that is serving God. God's glory materialized when Solomon sacrificed 1,000 bulls, 1,000 goats, and 1,000 sheep to the Father. 3,000. There was blood running over the streets of Jerusalem, it is written. You're like walking up to your ankles in animal blood because there was such a covering in the Old Testament and the symbolism of the wisdom of it, of the ministry of the blood of Levi and Aaron, that it completely covered the sins of Israel. So the Shekinah materialized so strong in the dedication of Solomon's temple in the Bible that they couldn't even see 15 feet away. The Bible says they all got knocked out and none of the priests could minister by reason of the cloud. <laughs> We've seen the cloud many, many times in our lives thus far. I was only six months old in the Lord, and it was hazy. There was a cloud I was born again, but I didn't know what it was the first day. But it was all foggy in that room, in the liquid lightning. But six months later, for seven days straight, true story now, in my own little apartment, or ordered a Minnesota Teen Challenge, 12 foot by 12 foot room. The physical Shekinah cloud materialized for seven days constantly. And the Lord's like, I'm going to teach you how to live in the glory all the time. Six months old and the Lord, just a baby. Confessing I'm a baby. Not trying to be all wise and super smart and more mature. Not trying to be Brother Earl. Not trying to be a rich server. Not trying to be someone else. Just being the measure that I was in Christ as a child. Do not despise small beginnings of your childhood in Christ. It's wonderful to be children of glory. If you're always striving to be someone else and more mature than you are, you'll always be frustrated. If you're in comparisons, judging others and applying to yourself, it's foolishness. It's actual madness. It's actual sin. You are not to do that. You are only to enjoy the measure of where you're at right now in your ministry to the Father's name. Written on your forehead, which your mind is on God. You're only to enjoy the presence of His glory to the measure you are pleasing and serving the Father. And if it's a small cloud, you listen, you can be two months old in the Lord and have a huge cloud. He'll put a cloud in you that'll cover five, 500 miles. There's clouds in people's conversions that touches all nations. There are conversions of people from darkness to light that there's so much Shekinah in the regeneration of their spirit when they're born again that it whacks the whole planetary system. That every devil in the celestial realm feels it. Every demon in the terrestrial realm feels it. And it happens a lot more than you know. Woo! And as people 
begin to glow. And as people begin to flow in the glory and begin to understand these realms of serving the Father in the Shekinah, in the bright cloud, and maintaining the cloud, and never giving up the cloud for anything down below, any sin, any temptation, any lust, any fornication, any immorality, those are the main ones, any false love, any people pleasing, fake ministry to humans. Don't tell me it's about going out and helping men and women. I'm telling you, you can't help men and women until you learn how to serve God. That's the main stronghold of deception in the charismatic church. And you sit there and self-justify and Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. Jesus spent three and a half years with the men he told that to. Teaching them the glory until you are clean by the word I've spoken. Most of you are so filled with self-righteousness, egotistical, satanic, luciferian religion, that you are not clean because you have not lived in the Shekinah of the King of Glory for three and a half years like the first century apostles who got pickled in the sauce. The apostles got retarded before they got started. Read the Bible, tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. Then the overflow of the Shekinah and the service of the Shekinah God will be your overflowing ministry from glory to glory over the nations because you have to be over them in order to baptize them into the Shekinah liquid lightning glory of Jesus Christ and God the Father. You don't have that on earth right now in any ministry. It does not yet exist a people entirely above that can baptize nations. Hello? Truth anyhow, and that's what Jesus Christ said. Go in, when you're ready to baptize nations, have you ever seen a Christian high enough in the Shekinah cloud that can baptize nations in the physical manifest glory cloud? Nope, because you're out there under the cloud using your soulishness and your Christianese and Christian ideas and strange fire and conjuring and divination and then self-justifying out here and saying, look at me, all my Christian works. Look at my Christian ministry. I'm a good Christian. Look at my missions. Look at the things I do. Sending out all the emails, all the videos, all this stuff, the marketing strategies of tens of thousands of churches over Christmas. It's like non-stop advertisements from different churches in every city in the USA. All of you saw it on Facebook getting ads of what all the things you can come and do in my church it's like fishing through advertising i'm not against advertising i look forward to super bowl ads because it's good entertainment but what i am for is a priesthood that's so pure that the cloud of the shekinah god can do the advertising amen you know that's what's coming that's the standard that's here it's here right now advertising the cloud you think people be running into the cloud like the days of William Seymour exact opposite they're out here complacent they're out here serving mammon they're out here gone in alcohol most of the people that once walked with me are now alcoholics because they refused to serve the father's senses and insisted on their wife insisted on their business or insisted on their husband and God the Father is no longer their God. Truth anyhow. 
Whatever you are serving right now with your time and resources, yes, with your money, yes, with your thoughts, with your temple, with your mind, and if it's a spouse, you're a demon worshiper. If it's a family member, you're a devil worshiper. If it's God the Father, whoo, you're a glory worshiper. You're a real disciple. We need everyone to burn up their idols. This kind of clarity, a trumpet call into your hearts and minds to serve the senses of the glory of God. Now, where does God dwell? Exodus 29:43. There the Bible says, there I will meet with the Israelites. Israel, Hebrew word for sons of God, children of God. There I will meet the children of God, the true children of God. Everyone says they're a child of God, but the Bible says, there in this place I will meet the children of God, Israelites, in the tent of meeting. They shall be sanctified by my glory, and I will dwell in the presence of the Shekinah glory a people that are sanctified that meet and become children of god in the presence of the shekinah glory which means your whole life needs to be focused on getting into the cloud going to the cloud and then serving the cloud that's the prescription of normal new covenant Christianity. If your life is not about maintaining the glory cloud, serving the presence of Shekinah, sacrificing all the junk out of your spirit, soul, mind, ideas, theologies, doctrines, time, all the things you do, if you are not willing to give them up to serve God in His glory because He is nowhere else, do not think for two seconds you're a Christian because you are not. You're practicing Babylonian spirits. You're practicing the presence of demons. You can't have both. You can't have your little selfishness. You can't have your little pet sins. God's a holy God. The presence of His glory requires you to not have other gods that you're serving. First commandment. You need it. Moses on Zion today. No other gods besides me. You apply that spiritually to the invisible part of Christians, you'd be lucky to find one in a thousand that it's actually true of. How do you know that? Time, how they spend their time, and money, how they spend their money. Any way you spend your soul and the attachments of your soul, your time, your focus, your thought life, your money's going to follow that automatically. Automatically. If your time and your focus, the intention of your eyes is magnified after seeking the presence of the Word of God, that will consume you. That's called zeal for the Father's house. That's what being on fire for God is, which is a requirement to begin practicing the presence of His holiness. This is not optional stuff. This is entry-level New Covenant priesthood realities, which is entry-level apostolic. Truth anyhow. We need to restore entry-level apostolic foundations, apostolic roots of what we do with our focus, our time, our attention, and let it all be towards 
serving God in His presence and His glory. Anything else you're doing, sitting there thinking about yourself, condemning yourself, beating yourself up, thinking about how you're not perfect and all I want to be, it's all idolatry. Don't even applaud yourself. It's such a, it's such a waste. Your focus has to be on the glory. There is the glory. How do we focus our mind on the glory? It's by looking into the Word of God. How do we maintain the Shekinah? The Bible tells you. By making the Word of God the focus of your spirit, soul, and flesh. Now, you are not going to live in the glory without a worship of the Word of God. It's true. Every area and instance that the Shekinah has ever showed up in the history of creation was through the Logos written word of God. So you already have it. The issue is you also have tons of demons, tons of other gods, tons of distractions, all these things going on in your life, all kinds of iniquity, all kinds of transgressing, all kinds of selfishness and un... We have, like, Babylon in the wilderness. We're coming out of the exile of Babylon. Babylon the Great. That's currently where we're at. Worldwide, of all the body of Christ. Worldwide. And we're dealing with the lawgiver on Sinai in the New Covenant. And it's a glorious Shekinah presence of the Word of God in the Exodus coming out of Babylon in the wilderness which is the mixture of your spirits, souls, and bodies. Until we're in a place where we're totally clean. But the mixture means we're unclean. Israelites believed in God, worshipped God, sacrificed for God. But the Bible says they could often get unclean. And so what they have to do? Go and wash. And there was prescriptions. Those prescriptions are all in the New Covenant with the blood, the water, and the Word. And the Holy Ghost. So it's a different set of tools, but same exact wisdom. The wisdom's the same. You can read the wisdom of Leviticus in the book of Hebrews, mix the two and have great wisdom and understand all things. And you need to grow up to that place where everything is wisdom because God created everything, which means the word of God that sustains all things, everything, has wisdom in everything. Now, a lot of people aren't there yet, so you need to focus on the things of God only before you go into the wisdom of everything. God will reveal everything. The revealing of Jesus Christ is the creator of everything. And since the Word created everything, in the Word is wisdom, and there's no cap to it. It's unlimited wisdom in every direction where you're at sitting or watching or driving right now every direction of your senses there's wisdom to be had there's wisdom in the elements the molecules the atoms the seat the chair the air your hair your eyes everything is created by the word of god and the word of god sustains everything which means you can have wisdom in every direction and when you do you'll live in the shekinah because it's the understanding of the sovereignty of the word through everything around everything above everything below everything everything guys absolutely everything and this is the revealing <clears throat> woo, 
of the Shekinah God everywhere. This Shekinah is not going to dwell just in the caves of the mystics like it has been, just in the prayer closets of those that are fully sanctified by the Word of God, fully obedient to the Word. The Shekinah wants out of the prayer closet of the remnant. God wants out of your box, which is where you're comfortable practicing perfect holiness. It might be a certain room in your house. It might be a closet. It might be your room. It might be your apartment. It might be in your car, which is very, very common. It's a place where you practice the presence of God. Your prayer closet. Your secret place with God. Your garden in God. Y'all have a garden. Everyone walks with God in their garden. Now God wants out of that garden into every other place and he wants to be seen through your spirit, soul, and flesh on the outside so that everyone can believe in your God because there is no other God. He's the only God of holy glory and from the glory the voice spoke. That'll be the ministry of the word in the coming days. And from the glory the lightning smote. And that'll be the judgment towards all the blasphemers of iniquity in this false Christianity, which is the whore of Babylon, that gets thrown down into the Dead Sea. Come out of her, my people. There are people that serve the fallen angels everywhere in the charismatic church and call themselves pastors. They call themselves prophets. They call themselves apostles. Truth anyhow. And those people will not go to heaven. They are the sons and daughters of Satan. And you need to hear it, because Jesus Christ said that in his first coming about the religious leaders, and the prophets of God are saying it in his second coming about the Christian leaders. They're not all Christian leaders. Many of them are sons and daughters of Satan that hate the development of the serving of the senses of the glory cloud. Woo! Now there's some wonderful people in the body of Christ in full-time ministry. Not just Red Letter Ministries. Don't be deceived. There are Brian Simmons is a man after God's own heart. Bobby Connor walks in the reverential fear of the Lord. David Hogan has been faithful in the measure that God has given him, walking in the terror of God, in the blood-curdling, cringing fear of the Lord, terrifying demons, for 40 years in North America, in Central America. You need to understand this is a great and awesome history of the body of Christ. But, that being said, we're also entering territory that no one previous to us has ever entered. Except maybe Enoch. Maybe Elijah. And certainly Jesus the Messiah. You need to understand both aspects. So there's no dishonor to the previous generation's apostles and prophets. You ain't going to go far with that. That's nonsense. That's technon immaturity at its worst. You need a foundation of some wisdom to hear righteousness today. To hear wisdom today. You're going to have to get out of all the dumb selfishness, stupidity of iniquity that's lying about everything. You will have to have a glorious ancestry of the body and the tree of Christ. There's generations in there, people. 
generation upon generation of prophets, generation upon generation of kings and judges, generation upon generation of priests. Wasn't always good priests, but the good ones are in Christ's generations. That is family, and they were here before you and I. So you have to understand the roots of David to be bright in the bright morning star because you are a part of the legacy of God's sons and daughters, which means the sons and daughters will understand the fathers and mothers that served God in the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory was on the inside for most of them, right? That's right. Because their spirit had light in it. That light is Shekinah. A lot of people's Shekinah is just in their spirit, which is in your belly. Very few have ever brought the Shekinah all the way through their soul and out their forehead like Stephen with the glowing face. It's rare in church history. This generation is called to do it on mass, which means you're going to have to have the most wisdom the most eating, the most drinking, feasting of the Word of God, the wisdom of the ages, of every previous generation before you. And you have it written down on every one of your cell phones, access to all the writings of all the prophets and apostles, teachers, evangelists, and pastors of all time. Truth anyhow, you have access to almost every word of God ever spoken, written. No generation before you had that. Are you kidding me? They didn't have that 20 years ago. What you have right now was not accessible even 20 years ago. I know you use it for games. You use it for pornography. Some of you still jerk off. You use it for sin. You use it for lust. You use it for greed. No doubt about it. It's been used by the devil and sin majorly. But you get all that junk cleared out in your life, you can use it for wisdom, righteousness, and holiness 10,000 times full, fold any of the dumb crap people use the internet for for sin. And you need to understand that because it's precious to have it even available or accessible. Just because the enemy's using these tools does not mean you should not use them. It is one of the most grievous things to the Holy Spirit when people fast Facebook. These entire platforms, prophets gave their lives for. You need to understand that. The prophets gave their lives for the ability to communicate the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. This is not to be taken lightly. It is not a trivial thing to be able to have access to the wisdom of the prophets of all the ages written down in your little cell phone, the prophets gave their lives for that. You need to understand the blood of the martyrs was for this internet. Truth anyhow. And it's not about what the enemy did with it. It's about what the righteous and holy and the elect and called and chosen will do with it. Because through the internet, the great awakening and the great revival of the end times shall occur. Truth anyhow. These things are holy objects. Remember, they would raid the temple in Jerusalem, steal all the priest's tools, and take them to the priests of Dagon. 
and take him to the priests of Baal and take him to the priests of Asherah. All the enemy nations wanted the tools of Jerusalem. Read the Bible. Just because the enemy and the demon spirits of the false demon gods use these tools for their demons does not make them unholy to the Lord. They belong to Jesus. They are the tools of this priesthood of righteousness of the Most High God, of the New Covenant priesthood of Melchizedek. Amen. Now, when you get them back, you do have to wash them. Take them through the water. Take them through the blood. They're covered in demon blood. They're covered in iniquity, sin, transgression. You will need to wash the cables and cords. We have washed this place with tools, with computers, 10 different computers, two different transformers of electricity to power the energy of Joel's bar, both blown out in the alley behind this place. We have changed all the cables, all the cords, even recently. We had seven days where they changed all the power cords come into the crack house last summer. Yeah. So you have all kinds of tools, all these abilities of the new covenant, which is the ministry of the energy of the Shekinah of the word of God and the liquid lightning of the tree of life cosmically, energizing the earth in a fresh and brand new way. When everything burns up, guess what happens? It gets rebuilt and washed and made new for God's use to serving his senses. That's why he constantly makes all things new. That's why the old building in Nairobi was torn down and thrown away and a new one erected. That's why the walls, four walls in here were demolitioned out of Joel's bar, thrown in the dumpsters, gone, and a new Joel's bar erected for the serving of God the Father's senses through apostolic ministry. They're always tearing down the old, washing away the old, and making room for new, clearer, brighter, fresher light and glory for serving our God on earth and in heaven. That's why God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning. Why? To serve His senses. It's not selfish. It's called worship. That's what holiness is. You know what holiness is? Taking something God created and serving Him with it. And He'll be tested and fired. Maybe you don't want to be served with whatever you got. So when the Holy Ghost and the angels of fire of the Word of God come upon you and burn everything you have, He's going to give you some stuff that He is pleased in receiving. You understand that? That's how God works. What do the angels come with? Every single time in the Bible, Genesis, Revelation, I am Archangel Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Here's the Word. Here's the gift. Here comes Jesus into your belly. God gives the gift. Then you serve Him with it. You understand? That's how all creation works everything in your life he gives you a business it's to serve the senses of god he gives you a ministry he'll give you a ministry and you use it to serve god if there's any other motivation to make money to be famous any other intention or heart other than pleasing his senses you will fail you will burn it will die and come to nothing you might even be able to use it for the devil for a while but then that'll burn out too God send an angel to burn it out instantly. You've seen that 10,000 times. 
God does anything he wants because this whole world, the heavens and the earth, and everything in it, all the nations, everything is for serving him. And the priesthood is learning how to take what we've got from God, whatever small thing it is, the widow's might, or your huge multi-million dollar business. It don't matter. Everything given from God is to be served for God's pleasure. That's how you sanctify and make clean your whole life. You need to learn how to do it. Then everything in your life has light in it, joy in it. There's no sadness. There's no sorrow in it. You know what sadness and sorrow is? Selfishness. Idolatry. The death and the sting of the scorpion and the serpents. Which means there's a mixture of idolatry in your worship. Which is sorrow in your Christianity. Sadness in your prosperity. Truths anyhow, how do we remove the tears from your eyes, the sorrows from your lives? Get you into pure spiritual worship with everything you have in your house, in your car, in your life right now. And you can do that today. You don't need anything else. You just need what you already have and serve God with it. Whether it burns or not, that's not up to you. That's up to God. You take what you have. Remember the parable of the talents? They were given stuff from God. No, from a man that came from God in the Bible. They were given stuff from a man. Uh-huh. Talents came from the man that was sent from God in Scripture, Jesus Christ parables. How they invested them determined if they had more or less. One buried one. And he lost that one. Give it to the one who has ten. It is written. Jesus Christ. Red letters. Give it to the one who has ten. Which is learning how to take what you already have from men and women. An inheritance from your parents. A gifting from your parents. The Bible teaches what you've received from men and women. If you begin to honor God with it, it gets refined. And then God will give the increase. You want to start out in the lightning, you want to jump into the Shekinah, you want to go right into the rapture of Enoch, you want to go right into the translation of Paul's ecstasies, you want to jump right into 33-year-old Jesus Christ ascending the path of lightnings to the right hand of God. No, that's not how it works. You cannot despise small beginnings. You must honor God in what man has given you now. Your problem is you want to jump into the mature things of God and not learn the lessons of being a good steward of the things of man and woman, says the Lord. You know what that is? Gnosticism. It's not just Gnosticism. It's folly. Because the only way you grow in wisdom is managing what you have right now in your life. Not in something you don't have. That's madness in everything you do currently have right now. If you're a good steward and a little, Jesus Christ, red letters, you will be given much more. Our problem is we live in such vain fantasy. We say, I'll be a steward when I have much more. That's wickedness. That's delusion. I'll be a steward when I'm successful. You know how many hundreds of people have told me, I'll be a tither when I have money. Hundreds 
and hundreds of people have told me that and they never ever ever become a tither and they're gone and they no longer walk with God because you live in a fantasy delusion that when I'm successful when I have this thing that thing another thing then I can serve God then I can be obedient the Bible teaches the exact opposite the testing today, salvation today, in hearing the word today, is the management of everything you have in your life today. Not just from God, from man and woman. Woo! Somebody's going to get it tonight. And when you're faithful with the things of the realm of natural, Jesus Christ, red letters now, when you're faithful in the things of the realm of the natural, then I will put you in charge of the things of the realm of the spirit, which is learning how to manage the Shekinah glory cloud. And that's how it works. Wisdom in the little, wisdom in much. Right? Elijah taught the same thing. He said, there's a woman here that only has one meal left. They're going to eat it and die. The management of that little in giving it to God and feeding the prophet feeding the belly of big fat Rolls Royce driving Elijah caused the multiplication. Why? Because it got her out of herself, learned how to serve God today and what she had, and the jar was never empty. Unlimited oil, unlimited bread. He wants to put you into the realm of no limitations in the glory. This is how you do it. Managing what you have in the realm of the natural, However little it is, however small it is, just like the widow and the widow's son, what's his name? Habakkuk. That was the boy that died that Elisha resurrected and he got unlimited goods. Resurrection. I think I'm mixing stories, Elijah and Elijah. Forgive me now, but it's the truth anyhow. Get the wisdom of it. Get the wisdom of the management of the realm of the natural of what you have from man and woman. I have seen so many people lose their minds, get frustrated, just give up all entirely pretty much and be like, I'm just too frustrated. You are successful if you are micromanaging the small things in your life. You are a total success. Remember, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, to some I just gave one. If he had managed the one right, what did Jesus Christ say? The same exact thing to all of them that managed rightly. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rewards. Here's more. It was the mismanagement of the small things of the realm of the natural that they'd received from men and women that caused their total destruction into hell forever. Because they lived in fantasy. They lived in this whole satanic mentality of lack and poverty which is the realm of darkness, that what I have now, this little amount, is not enough to serve God in. Whatever amount you have in any nation you're in right now, we, I've visited Mexico for 20 years when my dad lived in Mazatlan, Sinaloa, and he'd give turkeys with his bike club to people in dirt floors every single year. These people, you could manage everything you have to God if you have dirt floors in third world nations. You do not have to have money to manage what you have well. What you do have to have is something called wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And you'll be successful in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Truth anyhow. God's measurement of success is the measure of management 
and it's not the size of the thing he's given you to manage. Come on. <laughs> Third world management is the same as first world management in the eyes of the Father. In the eyes of Satan, it's different because Satan values first world more than third world. Okay? Satan's not God, amen? God manages the same exact for the one, the two, the three, the five, the talents. The measurement was not what was important. It wasn't. The stewardship of the measurement was what was important. You all have tons of stuff from God. I mean, you guys have a lot. So the management needs to be everything that I currently have under the control of my soul. Am I using it for the increase of my father's pleasure through his five senses? Through his seeing, feeling, touching, smelling, and hearing. If you can learn to serve the sensory system of the glory cloud with what you currently have, no matter if it's a lot or nothing, take the nothing and please those senses, the cloud will get bigger, which is God's ability to get bigger, and sooner than later, you will have a lot more to manage. Because the cloud has dominion over creation. The Shekinah is the sovereignty over the created world. <laughs> God dwells in the Shekinah. It started the size of a man's fist, and it grew to be a whole rain tsunami storm of water in a land filled with drought and lack unbelief and poverty soon there was more than enough to grow vegetation in Israel to make it one of the most luscious places on earth to grow fruits and vegetables Israel right where it right where Elijah brought the cloud full of rain you look under a telescope right now or a, a satellite it's all the best mango trees fruits vegetables it's almost the exact border of Israel in the Middle East. You can thank Elijah for that. That has never rescinded off of Israel. It has never left Israel the blessing of Elijah. To this day, there is a line where the waters of Elijah reigned. And it's some of the plushest, most fertile soil for growing crops in the whole planet. You go to Israel, mangoes everywhere, mango orchards everywhere fruit and vegetables everywhere as soon as you get out of Israel desert just death that's all because of the stewardship of one man's ability in the prophetic your stewardship will produce that plush luscious garden above by your faith and below by your same faith and you'll have an Eden above and your Eden below you have a heaven above and a heaven below. And every place where there's lack gets erased by one thing in the parables of Jesus Christ. One thing. Management. Every parable of Jesus Christ was about managing something. Which is about actions and abilities and wisdom and control over this world and learning how to be like Jesus, learning how to be a Christian, learning how to be holy, and to manage this fallen world righteously to heal it. Wise management heals territories. Wise management heals businesses. Wise management heals relationships. Wise management heals ministries. 
Wise management heals the whole universe. It'll heal the heavens. It'll heal the earth. As you grow in wisdom and management in the things of the little bit, the things of the smaller realms, the things of the widow's might, the things of just having a tiny, 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 it becomes big, big, big. You go from tiny, 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 the big, 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 but you're not even worried about the big. It's just because you're managing well that it grows. It's the principle of sowing and reaping called wisdom. This is the ability of the Word of God when managed well with your spirit and your soul and your body and your strength and all your mind. Amen. And you already have the ability in you to do this. Now it's just do it. Jesus Christ preached, he taught, he imparted, then he said, now do it, now go, now do the thing, amen, in Jesus' name. I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice that they would have a wisdom imparted into them from God above, that they could see the things in their life that they're given by God and how to be a good steward at whatever level you're at. Some of you have a lot to steward because you've been good stewards in a little. Most of you have very little to steward because you're just starting out. You're one, two, five years old in Christ. 10, 20 years old in Christ. Just tiny little babies. And so when you become more and more mature in the stewardship of everything given by man and woman in your life, which Jesus said was the stewardship of the things of God, it will grow, 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 and that will be your success in Jesus' name. There's a stewardship of the small things that is the gigantic rewards of the biggest things of God in heaven. I can look around this place. Some of you have been faithful in little, but in heaven, right now, you're faithful in much. You might just be a doorkeeper of a house on earth, but in heaven you guard a gate of millions of angels. Come on now, that's exactly how it is. You might have a small portion in the earth, in the dirt, in the dust, in this world, in this life, but in heaven what you look at as small, what man and woman looks at as small, in heaven is gigantic. And I can see that about some of you in this place. God just gave me a vision of it. You've been faithful in the microscopic ant dimension of this ant hill called the dust and dirt of the earth. And it's like an ant. But if you focus up on what that ant and that ant hill of your flesh and your working of your flesh and your stewardship of all the things in the natural realm given by men and women in this ant hill in your body as an ant, if you go up from that into the light of God the Father, it's like you are at his throne like the archangels right now. And there's people in this place, I just saw a vision, that are already doing that. And let the angels bless you and, and give you a reward for that right now. And be refreshed. It's about the management of the portion that you've been given and being faithful in it in this life. And not getting covetous or jealous of others in their portion. Because that's wickedness. You know, the one that had a very little bit, and the reason why Jesus pointed him out is because most people just get a little bit. Very few billionaires more millionaires but there's not that many millionaires either most people are just hundredaires or thousandaires okay and it's the with the little ones that have a little amount of power in the realm of the natural 
It's that stewardship that Jesus Christ highlighted. He says, don't look at the millionaires, don't look at the billionaires, don't look at the ones that are on the stage, don't look at the big, big time stuff going on. That's rarer. It's rarer. The one he highlighted was the one with one talent. Because most people are given one, and that's not something to be jealous of the three or the five. You'll destroy your life if you're looking at the one with the three. You'll destroy your one if you're looking at the one with the five. The one with the five, if he mismanages that five, he'll be in the lowest place of the lake of fire with Satan and his angels forever. You don't worry about the one with the five. You are the one with the one. You are the one with the one. Amen. That is nearly every single one of you. It's the management of all of you as one with the one you're given from God. And just be faithful in that one. And what does Jesus say? The same exact thing to the three and the five. Good job. You've brought increase. Well done, good and faithful servant. It's all about management, stewardship of not the things of the Spirit. No, Jesus said the things of the natural. It was the things of the natural, not given by God. Not this mystical Gnostic crap you deal with everywhere in iniquity church, but the things given from men and women. He said a man gave him the talent. He didn't say God gave him the talent. Man gave him a talent. Man gave him one. Which means you're not feeling bad for yourself in the realm of the natural because you weren't given the five. It's the management of the things you've gotten gotten from men and women right now, however small they are, and serving God and pleasing his senses with. That's how you're successful. That's how you rise from the dead. That's how you become stewards of the three and the five. If you are a good steward right now with the one. In the name of Jesus, let this word go forth in your spirit. Let there be a wisdom poured on you. How to be a better manager of the things in the realm of the natural to please the senses of the Father that there might be great increase through this wisdom in all your lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Bless you guys. We will see you Tuesday. (laughs) Glory. Give a love offering. Whether it be big or small, it's about the measurement that you have. Jesus Christ said, the measure you give will be the measure given. If it's a good measure, it'll be pressed down, running over. Now, you're only accountable for the measurement systems currently available to you. You're not accountable to Bill Gates' measurements. You're not accountable to Elon Musk's measurements. You're not accountable to your neighbor's measurements. You have your own measurements before the eyes of God. Jesus sat at the temple and used his eyes as a measuring system. This is not a condemnation. This is not wallet ringing. There's no manipulation here. Pure, perfect revelation to understanding faithfulness in measurements. The measure you give will be given back to you. And so if you're faithful in the little, in the realm of the natural, There will be increase constantly in your house through wise management. You will have increase. You will have opportunities. Doors will open on earth and doors will open in the heavens. It is written in Jesus' name for those that are giving today, give through this wisdom and for the increase of this wisdom with an understanding of wisdom and management and stewardship of your current measure. In Jesus' mighty name, then Jesus said, 
your measures shall increase. You might start with pennies. You'll end up with nickels if you're a good steward with pennies. And you might start out with one dollar. You'll be a steward of ten dollars. It's about stewardship in the little things and bringing increase to God, not just in the spiritual, like these workers of iniquity, but in the natural, through the things given by men and women, according to the Word of God and the red letters of Jesus Christ. Stewardship of the natural dimension, stewardship of money, stewardship of finances, stewardship of every aspect in your natural, physical lives has instant implications in your spiritual development and growth. And anyone that says otherwise is a demon that doesn't want you to find these principles working in your lives because they're serving religious devils and poverty devils. This will break you out of any level that you're currently in. Stewardship, measurements, wisdom, faithfulness, increase, no jealousy, no comparisons of others, wise management every single day and your joy will intensify. These are also measurements of small joy to greater joy. Measurements of small peace to greater peace. Measurements of small lightning to greater lightning. Measurements of small Shekinah in your spirit to huge Shekinah glory clouds over your whole regions. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>
Yeah.